0: hello and thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to policing matters the police one podcast i'm doug Wiley. hey this is jim dudley jim according to the pew charitable trusts public pension plans need an additional 1.1 trillion dollars to meet current expected obligations Um, the mayor of dallas recently said and i quote this is untenable Um, there are a lot of myths and a lot of misunderstandings out there among the public about What these pensions are all about, you know, because, you know, one of the most important incentives to become a public safety person, this firefighter, police officer, is that you have this, you know, excellent retirement target, you Mm -hmm. know, this plan that you will, you know, you'll be taken care of, you'll have a a decent salary. Sure. Even though, you know, at the time when you're working, you don't have such a great salary. Right, right. So, you know, how do, first off, this has to be fixed somehow. Mm-hmm. How do we do it? When do we do it? Where do we do it? I mean, do, are there plans in place in any state in the country to to, to revise
1: this? Yeah, I, I'll address that in a second. But when you brought up this topic, and I started to do some research, it occurred to me that when I first got hired by San Francisco PD, uh, back in 1980, Uh, My starting salary was twenty one thousand dollars a year, and so clearly I didn't get into the profession for the money or to. to,
0: Well, nobody does. Nobody
1: does. I hope nobody does, but these days it's harder and harder to recruit uh, good people, eligible people, people that will pass a background, people that will pass uh, a drug screening. Um, There was a recent article in the uh, New York Times about twenty five, an estimated twenty five percent or more. Of the workforce can't pass a, a drug background, and that's people that are applying, taking it, taking mm-hmm. a risk that they're not going to pass, and they don't pass. That's that doesn't count the numbers of people who don't take the test because they know they they have, won't qualify. Right. But I did some research, um, in, in to to take an old adage and twist it a little bit. I will ask this rhetorical question: Why? does it cost so much to employ a cop because it's worth it? Mm -hmm. And I I totally agree with that, that you're asking police to do things that no other profession would do to run into danger, except for the military, the, the U S armed forces. We ask people to go and engage in combat, uh, in police departments, uh, sheriff's departments, uh, law enforcement agencies. We are asking that people, were training them and, and teaching them to run to the point of violence and conflict and address it. Run
0: to the sound of the guns.
1: Exactly. So all those things said, um, back in the day, um, cops were given a nightstick and a gun and a buggy or a car and one-way radio and go out and do patrol. Things have changed quite a bit. Police are asked to do much more than just run to trouble. They're dealing with the homeless, the mentally ill, domestic violence, juvenile problems, sexual assaults, uh, complicated traffic-related scenes, all these things. And we're asking them to be experts and asking them to risk violating uh, protocols to the threat of maybe being indicted or going to jail or being, being sued. fired or sued, yeah. certainly. So I, I certainly think that police uh, should be well paid the, as far as the the uh, uh, equal pay across the board. It's still not there. I think if you look across the country the disparity in paychecks is huge. It's a huge gap. And it's not just small towns where they might hire you for $20,000 a year, even now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about Atlanta, um, where Atlanta PD officers start anywhere from 39000 to mid-40s. Uh, St. Louis, $61,000. Uh, Minneapolis, $61,000. Baltimore in the 60s. San Francisco, uh, you start at the police academy at $80,000 a year, but you're also talking about uh, the median home price being over $700,000. It's different than other places in the, the country. San Diego police officers uh, start at $48,000. Uh, Miami, 41. New York City, police pay starts at $46,000. New York City, yeah. uh, L.A., the Los Angeles um, LAPD. I was stunned to see that LAPD starts at $59,000 in the Academy. And they're pretty uh, close to San Francisco uh, housing costs. Absolutely. So I don't know how they, they manage that. But going up and down the state, uh, the states, Louisville, Kentucky, 33000 Hartford, Connecticut, $34,000. A lot of departments start in the '40s. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, thirty-eight thousand. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri, thirty-eight thousand. Um, and and some of these numbers are rough. Some of them include uh, benefits as well. So if you include benefits, I mean, the, the the pay is is ridiculously low. Now we have these balloon payments, if you will, mm-hmm. coming to fruition down the road. And municipalities have to work on it um, at the city level, the county level, the state, and the federal level. Um, but they, there should be dedicated uh, pensions, uh, funds not used for other things. Um, I think you're gonna have governments really wrestle over um, ethical decisions about investments. I remember San Francisco pulling the pension fund out of investing in Krugerrands and out of investing in uh, gun um, sales or anything to do with gun sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about getting out of uh, oil and tobacco and other investments that, that may have a high uh, yield on the investment, but ethically they're opposed to. So yeah. I, I think all those things need to be sorted out. I think in the end, you know, we have cities like San Francisco that you know, we entertain these, you know, frivolous, um, sometimes symbolic uh, rulings where we hire, um, you know, people at at 100 to 200 thousand dollars salaries to deal with aesthetic issues, when really municipalities should only be concerned about police, fire, public health, education, and housing. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, uh, you might put money into parks and rec. Um, Fill in potholes and things like that but i mean if you look at, at at fat city governments we've got a lot of different things that we're funding um in san francisco i think we're funding the homeless um and i'm not to say i'm not saying that the homeless is not an issue worth investing in but 300 million dollars to homeless issues in san francisco so government leaders need to prioritize and they need to need to figure out and be smart on their investment strategy. Well, how
0: do these pension funds actually function? I mean, when we, when we you have to step back, I think, and think about the fact that, you know, if if we're looking at a 1.1 trillion dollar need nationwide, trillion right. with a T. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's pentagon size you know, deficit. Sure. And you know, not to say that the Pentagon's functioning properly, it's probably <laughs> not, but there has to be a way in which we can come to some resolution where you know the paradigm shift happens, where maybe the salaries of the officers go up and more of the retirement goes into 401ks or yeah. that kind of – where we're not getting into a place where we're painting ourselves into this incredibly uh, – Difficult precipice, yeah. Um, and, and we're we're literally cornering ourselves with financial suicide here. It can't continue along these lines. There has to be some sort of a, a paradigm no, shift. No, right? and I
1: think you hit the the nail right on the head with four hundred one ks, where we're going to we're going to get away from um, state funding or county funding or like San Francisco city funding, where the city puts in. Anywhere from eighty to hundred percent of the retirement monies. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started, I think we were putting in something like five to seven percent towards our retirement. Um, now it's up; it's over ten percent. It's I think it's close to seventeen percent for new hires. I think that number is going to continue to go up. I think the healthcare contributions are going to continue to go up. I mean, but commensurate with that, you'd have an increase in salary. Yeah, like
0: I, I think that uh, what you can, no, what maybe you can not, do,
1: maybe not. No, no, I think the, i mean, the last go round of negotiations. I believe that when the the salary was was going to be fixed at three percent a year for so many years, that the number of uh, the percentage of contribution towards the pension fund went up considerably more than the raise mm-hmm. actually. So. Uh, I think you're going to see more and more cities uh, start moving to a different type of uh, funding for the pensions. But you got to realize it's not just um, that we're hiring new people and we're we're building up the retirement pensions, but cops are living longer, yep. which is a good thing. Yep. I mean, I remember coming in the department and hearing all these horror stories and and you figure after hearing all this stuff, who's left to why would you want to join? Right. Mm-hmm. Because cops were retiring at age Fifty or fifty-five or sixty, and then dying within a year, and those stats were huge then. Now I think they're they're living considerably longer. I think they've got to tighten up the rules on um, legacies on on who you leave your pension to. Is it transferable? Right. Um, things like that.
0: And that's the kind of thing I'm thinking. Is that there are there are, you mentioned the word potholes before? There are little potholes that can be filled and fixed mm-hmm. that will go at least to, towards chipping away at this massive you know, um, financial meltdown that we're facing. And I think that if we begin to really address those one at a time, and again, with new hires, and, and you, you will grandfather in, of course, if you've been on the job for 20 whatever years, right. we're not gonna change the rules for you. You right. signed up with, under certain circumstances and certain conditions, you were made certain promises, and we're gonna keep those promises. Yeah. But for folks who are coming in, I think that we can probably find new and better ways to, to approach it with a greater balance, right?
1: Yeah, but it's going to take some real careful thought and consideration. Um, the retirement percentage from departments goes anywhere from I think sixty-five percent to ninety-five, or even hundred mm-hmm. percent. That is, after X amount of years, you can retire at age fifty-five and ninety percent. I know there are some jurisdictions where you can make at least a hundred percent of your salary. Why would you ever come to work once you reach that percentage? Um, but we go back to the difficulty in hiring people to be police officers. Yeah. So how do you in- incentivize it? Or do you just count on people who really want to be cops? That, that could be a problem.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, and, and this, we could go on and on and on and on, uh, but we will next week have a discussion related to this conversation. Um, we were talking about retirement. Mm-hmm, right. We're gonna we're gonna have an, an entirely different podcast next week on retirement and the things you need to do as a person individually to prepare for that time when you eventually pull the pin. Um, we do appreciate your comments and questions. You can email us at policingmatters uh, at or just leave us a comment in the comment section below the podcast. Thanks again for listening.